<clears throat> Hello? The chud, chud podcast is really, really sexy. But I have small question. Where, Mr. Murphy? This is a, a pretty momentous occasion. Yeah. The last time we'll be recording without Steve Murphy. Steve Murphy's, sir, Steve Murphy's coming back into the fold. Yeah, which is not a sexual slang, because he ain't. He's coming back, but for how long? That's the mystery. You know, you never know. He's a diva. He's a diva, that's yeah. for sure. Stephen Murphy, checking in with the Podcast Nation. I'm currently en route to see the Charlie Daniels Band play at a state fair that's somewhere north of Atlanta. Uh, this thing promises to have pig racing, chainsaw art, and a dirt bike stunt exhibit, and hopefully a lynching or two. So I'll be checking in with all of all, all three of our listeners sometime this evening to let you know how the Extravaganza is going on. So wish me luck. We just had dinner at Champs. Yeah, Champs is a and I was, Champs a chain. Do people uh, know what Champs is? Champs, for the time being, is a chain. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't too many people in there tonight. Their neck. Uh, the trivia. They had, it was trivia night tonight, which usually brings in uh, the clientele. How many teams? There were. You say three. I say two. I think there were three. Are you including the the host? The, the the last question was, what will be my method of suicide tonight? <laughs> he was, uh, seemed, seemed like the most depressed uh, trivia host I've ever heard. Although I haven't heard too many. I don't play too much trivia. Nick, do you play a little uh, restaurant trivia? I do not, and I hate it. <laughs> you hate it because you're not good? I'm fantastic at it. You're all right. Well, chance wasn't too crowded, and um, but we, well, we did get to observe. Yeah. Was that one of the waiters uh, talked so much to his table that he actually pulled up a chair and uh, monopolized the conversation? I'd say I never really saw the other people participating. Well, he talked to the people at the table as well. What did I say? He said he talked to the table. Well, you know, his table. It would have been an interesting story that way too, though. Yeah, but he was—I don't know what he was doing. He's like. Oh my gosh, your veneer. Oh. But he was a, it was a guy and a girl, and then the waiter was, I think the waiter was dealing out, like I told you before, the biggest cock block I've ever seen. I, I mean, it looked like a date to me. And he, uh, I don't know what he was doing. You talking about World War II? Was he? I hope. 
He's like, I remember, remember the first time I rode your girlfriend there. His voice was drying out some serious vagina. <laughs> I mean that. Isn't that that David Bowie song? <laughs> that guy's gonna be regret. Yet another patron that won't be coming back to champs. Hello, Devin Ferrati checking in from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, so, Martin Scorsese's new film, The Departed, did not play the Toronto Film Festival. It is not playing the New York Film Festival. And this has led a lot of people to assume that the picture is not that good. Also, there was some pretty early negative buzz. Uh, the thing was supposedly a mess in uh, the editing stage. I've seen the film. And it's a great movie. It's a fantastic piece of work. It's Scorsese back at his uh, best. It's him doing what fans love to see, which is tough guy, violent crime film, and he's doing it amazingly well. So here's the thing. Why didn't it hit the festivals? Is it possible because Warner Brothers is positioning this as just a mainstream picture and they don't want to have this be the next and the latest series of Marty Scorsese trying to get an Oscar movie? They think they can make more money if it's just a good old-fashioned crime movie? Maybe. I hope that's part of it, because I'll tell you this much. This is not a movie with serious Oscar buzz, but I would not be surprised if this is the movie that Scorsese might find himself with an Oscar for. It's really well made. Uh, it's his voice, and uh, he's, he, he, he's owed it. They owe it to him. And maybe this will be the year, because it's a very weak year, and it's shaping up to be a very tragic year at the Oscars with no, nothing out in the front, no favorites. Uh, the only real mystery left is the Clint Eastwood movie. Nobody's seen that one yet, but everybody's seen everything else. So who knows? Uh, but this could be the year. Maybe it's not. Who gives a shit? To the end of the day, Scorsese's made a really great gangster film. Uh, it's like he went back to Goodfellas and never missed a beat. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, Justin, uh, I had to give Justin some birthday presents. Yeah, it was my birthday. I got him everything he's wanted. Yeah, you, did, you got me... Um, the, the <laughs> The Idiot's Guide to Writing Erotica. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Um, well, I, basically, I just wanted you to sign my copy, being the author. <laughs> so you... Oh, you're saying that I was the author of it? Well, I mean, you're... I think your Battle, Battlestar Galactica fanfic speaks for itself. Slash fic. Fic is what they call it. What is slash fic? Is that... Isn't it porno... It's like porno... Porno fanfic. Is it really? Mm -hmm. I think. I thought. I thought slash fic was like, like there was something to do with Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Made up stories about Guns N' Roses, the Guns N' Roses guitarist back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, thank you for that. You also got me um, a miniature version of Ben Grimm's uh, <laughs> Thingmobile. Now I've never seen the actual size. I never, is that is that a pretty good replica? I didn't, know his ben car. Grimm, I didn't know Ben Grimm had a vehicle. I didn't know, like, I didn't know he had a vehicle that was also made out of rock, like him. Did they have the van in the sh in the in the space shuttle? I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, look. First of all, it's the '60s. <laughs> Our space shuttle's interiors are the size of a, of a doorknob. Let's put a van in here with us. I just, I think those are some of the best stories of the Fantastic Four. Well, um, the depressed man. Sad that he's no longer metal, but made out of rock. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember those stories? 
And it has girlies on. All blue eyes. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, why does he drive a rock? <laughs> so when he doesn't want to be noticed. He's like, he's like, I'm Ben Grimm the Thing. I want to drive around town <laughs> in obscurity. Let me get into my replica of myself with wheels. You know who has to be pissed? Because if they're all doing the vehicles, like, you know, uh, Sue Storm, she's got to be. You know, the Invisible Jet would have been perfect for me, but she's like, someone I, else had to take that shit. She's like, why do I have to drive around in a VW Bug outfitted with the skin of Jessica Alba? Well... That actually would be a, be a nice ride. Mr. Mr. Fantastic ride. travels around in a stretch limo. <laughs> Johnny Storm. Yeah. And a Toyota. That's oh, it. Okay. Just a Toyota. He likes those cars. They're, they're reliable. This is Stephen Murphy checking in yet again from the Charlie Daniels fiasco going on up here in North Atlanta. Um, I've been here for about three minutes, and I've already seen two Confederate flags, five bellies, and uh, 13, uh, 13 women who are probably related to the men they're with. I love red vines. They're not stale enough for me yet, though. Okay. I, 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 I ate at the theme Alice in Chains restaurant. They weren't the, the red vines weren't stale enough for me. And by that I mean they weren't badly decomposed. That's not nice. That's, that's fantastic. That's not nice. First of all, it is funny because was it drugs or did he kill himself? I think it was drugs. I think he overdosed and then nobody bothered to check on him for like six, seven days or whatever. By the time they got there, there was a fucking mummy. Oh. There we go. <laughs> he, was a, he was a drugged mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were going to put him in a 12 Imhotep program. <laughs> Alright, so Nick, you were talking about movies. You you had uh, watched uh, something on DVD. Um, and... What was it? Why don't you reveal that to the listeners? I don't know what the fanny you're talking about. You were just talking about DVD earlier that you watched. Commander-in-Chief? Yes. Oh, my God. I know you're going you're to review that for the site, correct? Sure am. Can you give us a spoiler for that review? A little teaser. There's a pregnancy scare for the president. Okay, can you give us a spoiler of how you felt about the show? Oh. <laughs> I was just talking about what I read in the news today. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, is that, is that show coming back on? No. I don't yeah. Know. No. Um, it's the Commander-in-Chief is the ABC show by uh, Rod, Rob Lurie? Rod, Rod Lurie. Is it Rod? Rod. The guy who did... Uh, the Contender and Deterrence and... Yeah. The Cast Last Castle. Last Castle. He was replaced midway through that show. He was replaced, yeah. And that show was kind of popular at first, but I think it kind of lost its footing. But Gina Davis, her return to form. But you, you never really liked Gina Davis, right? I appreciate some of the stuff she's done. The Fly? The Fly and, and Cutthroat Island. Actually, Long Kiss, but... but uh, Beetlejuice? She's large. She's a pretty woman, though. She's a large fucking whore. She's also, <laughs> she's also pretty. Um, Wouldn't you say? I think the Predator would like her skull on a ship. 
Yeah, say probably. Because she's, she's a bit odd for me. Who else was on that show? Wasn't like... Uh, Kyle Secor from, oh, from Homicide. The husband? Yeah. He's great. Donald Sutherland. Yep. He plays the villain, her adversary. Uh, Harry Lennox plays her some, sometimes helpful aide. Um, you got you got uh, oh you know Mark, who? Mark Paul Gossler yeah from uh, Saved by the he's, Bell he's good in it was he you, good you got Natasha Henstrich she's in that yep well, how, how was she I was you know what? I think she's kind of a good actress she's good and she's saucy Minx she looks she looked good she was also on uh, She Spies did you ever see I, She Spies I, I didn't I did not I wonder if that's on DVD I'm sure it is I wonder if it's on little known fact about Natasha Henstrich fantastic knockers yeah loves to show them she. She is a, she is a young woman as well. She she's not um, too old yet. Too old for what, Justin? Well, you think you think that she might be old, but she started young. She's only about hmm. early thirties, I'd say. Mid thirties. I, w- I would disagree, but good for us. What do you mean? You think she's older? I don't think she's old, but I think she's probably late thirties. I think you're wrong. Not that that's old. I think I think we should ask our listeners to uh, send in the age of uh, Natasha Henstridge. Or we could just find out our very fast. I don't want to do that. She is I, good. I have a funny way of... I mean, like, I'm like a, I'm like a savant. I could tell somebody's age just by fucking them. Okay. So, don't worry about it, fellas. But uh, there's somebody, somebody else in it. Somebody else good. Um, I like uh, Mark Paul Goss. He's also on NYPD Blue. And he's classic on Zach Morris, Saved by the Bell, which I don't know if you ever watched. I did like Saved by the Bell. I didn't did know his fucking last name. Zach Morris? Come on. I mean, that's not it's not like it's hidden knowledge. I know I, that it was Slater and Jack and Screech. Yeah, AC Slater. And then the hot the hot girls and then the fucking mm-hmm. principal. Lisa who, Turtle. Who was gay as a, as a hand grenade. Mr. Belding? Gay Mr. as a hand grenade? Mr. Belding? <laughs> Mr. Belding. Uh, Screech Powers. <laughs> Which is what Banshee's known for. And, um, what is. Wh- wh- Elizabeth, what's her face? What's her name? Um, the real one? Yeah. Berkeley. Berkeley, but what, what was her character? Hot Cooch. Man, she was. You know, she wasn't hot until she got off the show. Yep, and then she was a horrible. Then, no, then she was. I mean, she was a, she's not a good actress, really, but. My favorite of hers is. Very uh, good. Her, my favorite look of hers was in Any Given Sunday. Oh yeah, well she was she was amazing. She was very pretty in that. You know what movie she was kind of good in was uh, Roger Dodger. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah. She was she was also saucy mix. Actually, that'd be a good name for an ice cream joint. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Or Roger Dodger. Roger Dodger with sprinkles. <laughs> be a good name for a, a wily pirate. Roger Dodger. Yeah. All right. So, Commander-in-Chief was testicles. Started off okay. You like those political shows, too. You're a big fan of The West Wing, which this movie, or this show, was kind of... (laughs) NVIP. This show was kind of a... I think it was kind of a... Seen as, like, a, you know, kind of... It was pitched by by Rod Lurie as The West Wing with a gash. Is that what he... (laughs) That's what I was trying to spit out there. (laughs) No. It's uh, actually even the opening credits look like the West Wing. Yeah, uh, right down to Martin Sheen. So the West Wing is through, right? I mean, I never watched that piece yeah. of shit, but it's gone. It's a great right? show, and it's over. And they, he's doing that uh, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, which I saw. And the episode, the first episode, I liked it quite a bit. 
How is my boy Bradley Whitford? He's good. He's great. And he's paired off up with um, Matthew Perry, and they work pretty well together. They're they're supposed to be really you know longtime friends, uh, collaborators, and they they come off as as such. I I, I didn't understand some of the casting, but uh, how's uh, who? Uh, D. L. Hughley. Hughley. Yeah, he plays one of the like kind of Saturday Night Live cat long term members. It, because if you look at the promotional pictures, everybody's like talking to each other, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of eavesdropping in on a conversation in the photograph. Oh. He's like, I'm off to, the, I'm off behind them, just kind of looking at them, trying to be a part of it. Yeah, okay. And, and I don't like that. I think I don't know. He, he paints him as a as a cock. He came he came off pretty well in the episode. He didn't have too much to do, but he was a concerned cast member. What happens at the beginning of the show? Judd Hirsch plays the Lauren Michaels character, and he's sick of. Uh, the show being dumbed down and kind of censored and not being able to be political or edgy. So he's he comes out on live TV and just rips apart the network and, and, and actually rips apart the viewers. They're saying they're watching shit, basically, to, to tell them to, tur- to turn the channel. Mm-hmm. And um, so he gets fired, and Amanda Pete, who's the new president of the network, I believe, she brings in some old writers, Matthew Perry and Bradley Whit- Whitford. That's the, that's the premise of the show. Who else is in it? Uh, there's a girl, there's a woman that's in it. I can't remember her name, but she's in a lot of stuff. Like, she had, like, a bit role in Deadwood that she was pretty good in. She's kind of a sitcom actress. And she plays Matthew Perry's ex-girlfriend and a conservative uh, Christian, I believe, cast member. Oh, she's the conservative Christian. <laughs> well, that's an interesting character. Um, who else is in it? Uh, oh, you know who's in it that was good? It was Timothy Busfield. He was on the West Wing. He played, uh, he, he's playing like kind of the control room guy. One of the control room folks. Bearded guy? He plays a bearded guy in this? No, he never beard. I think he shaved it. Uh, he fails. Um, and glasses, though, I think. Um, I think, I can't remember who else. No other West Wing people? Oh, you know who else is in it? Steven Weber. <sighs> no, no, no. I can't stand Steven Why? Weber. Why? Can't stand him. Tired of him. Don't want to ever see him again. The thing about Stephen Weber in this in this show is that I thought he'd actually work well as one of the writers. I think he's a funny guy, um, but they have him playing a pretty tough, tough as nails, and, uh, you know, company man. He's he's piss. He's not bad. I don't understand why you hate. He's in every Stephen King thing, and he and he's crap in all of them. He's in two things. Oh, he's in three things. You're right. No, two. He's in two things. He's in the Desperation, which was horrible, but he wasn't bad in it. And he was in um, the Shining remake, which was not good either. And they've got a hell of a band. I didn't see it. He's Baker. <laughs> well, how's the whole thing? It's tan lines, but he's like he's just boring. How was that? I didn't catch any of it. I, I reviewed some of them, and then I, I got, remember I got tired of it. Yeah, and you, the readers didn't reply, so fuck them. What was it? What was it called again? Nightmares and Dreams, Sean. Yeah. What was the best one? You like the one with Livingston, right? Was, yeah, that one was good, and the one with um, the one with William Hurt was pretty good. Oh, with the little army man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets he's a guy. He's a hitman who goes to kill somebody, kills a guy, and then he gets menaced by a Ben Grimm car. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is Stephen Murphy, checking in from the Charlie Daniels, uh, oh, hell, I don't even know what to call this anymore. There's the deal, right? We're walking into the main gate, and this guy on the left is sitting in a dunking booth, and he's shouting at everybody going by, as they traditionally do. Get that damn thing away from me. So anyway, he walks in, and um, 
he's yelling at the Hispanics, calling them tacos, and telling them to swim back across the river, and all that. He's calling everybody chubby. And then he looked over at this this uh, friend of ours, and he called him a clan member. Now you don't do that in the middle of this North Georgia fair because all these heads swiveled around. Oh, I might not survive this evening. So, I'm sitting there next to Matchstick watching Jack Asshole 2. And something strikes me, that's probably not a revelation to fans of the show, but for me it was like a revelation, because I was never really into Jack Asshole. The fun of watching that movie, or any of those shows, is not in seeing the people get destroyed. It's not even in how outlandish some of the ideas were, or the fact that it's entertainment. The funny thing about watching Jack Asshole, and, and why it's actually borderline brilliant, is in the reaction. Knowing the, the guys there on the sidelines, who thankfully get plenty of camera time, seeing their reactions to their buddies getting destroyed, their reactions to the most gross things, and the strange kind of hateful camaraderie they have. You know, it, it, you know, some of us are lucky and to get those friends that you could kind of get away with murder with. Uh, you, you know, you rip them, you make fun of them, you give them a hard time, with, you kick them when they're down, you do whatever. I mean, everybody's got a few of those people, I would think, that, that, that fit that description. What makes Jackass great is that you're kind of like privy to their little party. I have no doubt that these guys would be doing shit like this whether or not there was a camera rolling. And, uh, and you know, when the, when the value of watching, you know, Johnny Knoxville fly up in the air dies away, there's always those reactions, you know. And, and honestly, I think Jackass would be even better if it was just the reactions, just the behind the scenes, just the preparing and dealing with the aftermath. Because um, I don't really think... Um, I think it's an exception. Like the backyard wrestling and all that stuff is is evil. But uh, but but since these guys have managed to do something pretty special, um, you know, I think they they're entitled to do pretty much whatever they want. And honestly, I I pay to see a two-hour movie of those guys kind of you know cleaning up the mess. Anyway, good movie. Uh, for once, Devin was right. So you know, there you have it. Maybe I'm the last guy to the party, but fuck it, I'm great. <laughs> God dang. This is Stephen Murphy reporting in from the Charlie Daniels uh, exhibit. I just lost a shiny new nickel on a pig race. I had I had coins down on Hambone to win. Fortunately, Hambone decided to open to uh, soggy biscuits. So, so this has been an exceedingly expensive evening. I've just lost five cents on a pig racing. And next up, we're going to go check out the Chainsaw Art exhibit. I kid you not going to be brilliant. I wonder how our fans, what, what, where, where do you think our fans swing, politics-wise? I don't think they, they can spell yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> think they're, think they're liberals or you think they're Democrats? Is that the, what's the, I can't, I can't, I mix those up. Is it conservative? What are the two parties, elephants and, and wrists. drumsticks or something, right? I think it's 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 Gunner and Matthew. <laughs> so what do you think they are? I think they I think they're mostly Democratic. And this is probably some of them are Republican. Math. 
And then some of them might be... Independent. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or libertarian. Commun- I hope some of them are communists. Well, or at least former members of the communards. Yes. I don't think many of them are communists. Why not? I don't know. Do you think any of them are sheep? Yes. Oh, no, that's not nice. No, I mean that in a good way. No, you don't. Yep. They're, they're like... First of all, there's nothing wrong with sheep. So you're, t- you're telling me you think they're bipartisan? We had talked before about the character that the guy from Robocop played. Was it Leonard Betts? Yeah, that does sound right. Yeah. He the, ate, their, ate their cancer? Yeah, he's the guy that said, uh, he looked at Scully, he said, you have something I need. That's how, like I said, that's how she found out she had cancer. And then, it turned, and then he fucked her. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you, I'm a big fan. I love, that's the guy that, what's his name? I love House of Mirth. <laughs> what's, his, what's his real name? Yeah, he was he's in, got a boring name. He was in Fame. He's in ER. He's, he's in Robocop. The Blob. Like He's got a boring name. What is his name? He's a little red-haired fellow. Yeah. I forgot, but he's great. Um, he was on ER for a long time, and I think... It, I think I just said that. Okay, well, he was on ER, I'll, I'll repeat it. And he got... I'm, I don't watch ER, but he got... At one point, got his arm or hand... Right. ...severed by a helicopter, and then he got... Later, after he was, he was healed, I guess they reattached that limb, he then got landed on by a helicopter and killed. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> helicopters did not like him. You, it's you don't hear a lot of people getting landed on by helicopters. No, but you know what? I could be wrong. I don't watch ER, but I think that's what happened. I think you were wrong also when you said that a guy cuts out a woman's vagina in Castle Freak. Bites or, it or bites it. Yeah. I think he, I think it, I think that he does bite the vagina in that. Am I, am I, you think I'm wrong? Really? I think. Well, that's like a new new saying. Like jump the shark, bite the vagina. <laughs> Well, I know he does bite her uh, nipples, just, just and I think he does bite the cooch. When I said cooch. did the X-Files bite the vagina? Mm, that's a toughie. Maybe the movie? No, it was great. It was a great movie. Yeah. I mean, I like the movie. It's just... Was it when they used Terry Quinn twice in two different roles? Did they? Yeah. Well, that's that's when it actually unbit the vagina, because you, you can't get Terry Quinn in enough stuff. Look, look, at, look what he's done with uh, Lost, and that guy's always been great, and now finally... Everybody gets to know. He's I, always been great. I, I'm halfway through season two, and I, I don't like the big reveal that he's the stepfather. That's a, now. There, how great was he in that role? By he, the way, he was great, excellent. Who was the woman? Who was the woman in that? Don't remember. The great thing the is girl, no, the girl. The girl. The uh, girl. She. Oh, she had that. Cra- she was, um, had that crazy voice. She did a lot of horror movies back in the day. Jennifer um, Rubin. No, no, no. But she kind of looked like Jennifer Rubin. She was in Popcorn. Jill Schloen? Yeah, I was Schloen. Your girl. I love her. Yeah, she was in a how did how did stepfather. He, how did they do a second stepfather? I think he. I, I think he was in it. I don't know because he, he was. He was a star. Uh, he got killed in the first one. Yep. Or, did he? Yep. Schloen. Jill. Jill killed him. Right. Yeah. Oh, she. She was cute. I saw this movie on cable where her boyfriend gets cursed and his arm turns into a snake. Have you heard heard of this film? It's it's like mm-hmm. the sequel to some movie. Mm-hmm. Um. There's, it's a sequel to the movie. It's Preachy's Honor. <laughs> it's a sequel to the movie where, what, what you remember Natty Gann, the girl that was in Natty Gann, Journey of Natty Gann. 
I don't know her name. God, I can't remember her name. Sage Miller or something. Melissa Sage Miller? No, because Sage Miller's an actress now, but it's something like that. Marissa Salinger? Meredith, Meredith Salinger. Salinger? When did she bite the vagina? God. Hopefully. All throughout. Okay. But, um... She, she did a movie... Um, a horror movie, and this was the sequel to the horror movie. She wasn't in it, though. Um, and her, the, the guy turned it into, his arm turned into a, a snake. And you know who the the semi-hero was? It was um, uh, the guy from MASH, Klinger. Jamie Foxx. Not Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Farr? Jamie Farr. God. That's Wait, weird. hopefully the main villain of the piece wasn't the guy with the snake arm. On, I, on IMDb... I was watching, I was reading about the reviews of this movie because it came out and I couldn't believe it existed. And this, in the, the IMDb user forum, sometimes I read them, and that is, wow. That is hor horrible stuff that happens in that place. But uh, um, someone said they, they had the most erotic scene with her at the end. Um, it's her in the snake arm? I don't know, man. I, I, I T-voted it because then you know, I wanted to watch the rest of it because I, I do, you know, I'm a big fan of that woman. And she's just in, at the end, she's in the mud and the snake arm's coming after her. I mean, Is I it still attached to the man? I think. I, don't, I just wasn't... The, it didn't arouse me that much. I mean, here's the thing. I got half I got half hard just because I think I got half hard because I, cause I was expecting it because of the IMD message boards. So, I mean, it just it didn't really get me all the way. The only thing here here's what's great. You know what's you know what's more dangerous than a guy with a snake arm? What? A snake. <laughs> All right, this is Stephen Murphy checking in from the Charlie Daniels uh, Holocaust experience. You may not be able to hear me over the immense art being created behind me. Chainsaw art, by the way. This guy is hacking away at a piece of wood with you got it a chainsaw, and he looks the part, too, no less. I think he's carving the Battle of Bighorn, Little Bighorn, even. Not, no, actually, he's not, he's not carving Little Bighorn. He's carving Bighorn itself. Oh, this has been an incredibly excellent evening, and Mr. Charles Daniels has yet to appear. What can possibly happen next? Aliens, man. Some great names in Aliens. Well, who else? There's some. I mean, Aliens had a ton of... What were some of the Aliens' names? Carl. Yeah. Dave. Conway. Sneezy. Joe. Uh, Merriweather. I didn't like that one guy. Yeah. Who, uh... Sam, who, talking about Sandwich Larry? No, I'm talking about... Well, he was... He, was, he made sense. But yeah. There's that one guy... Who hoarded all the terrestrial? Sandwich Larry? Hoarded all the terrestrial. <laughs> 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 talking about greedy, greedy tea? What, talking about? It wouldn't it be great if one of the, just one of the aliens had a big clock hanging around his neck like flavor? <laughs> Just, just one is never, never explained. Or the queen. The queen shows up and it's... Aim for the clock! It's the only way to stop her! <laughs> so it's kind of like he's humming cold lamp. And... Shoot that alien in the time! <laughs> <laughs> when 
wouldn't be the queen, that'd be the, it'd be probably the grandfather alien. Just watch yourself, he's coming. <laughs> the time extraterrestrial. They, they, they go down deep in the cave and they find the fossil. <laughs> but, um, yeah, at least just one. Yeah. Yeah. To differentiate the aliens. They, they, in the aliens versus predator, did they kind of they kind of did differentiate differentiate the aliens? They had the one that had the, the burns. Yeah, the the net uh, the grid, net burns. grid burns. So yeah, the grid burns on its on its. On its uh, well, could you say hair? <laughs> <laughs> you could. HR Giger's like, all right, we're gonna, whatever you do with your concepts, just don't mess with the hair. The clock around the neck's okay. <laughs> See, that's a, I would have spiced up the aliens at least by the third film. I mean, like you know, in the, they were gonna have they had the one that was a bull and the one that was had dog in it, or whatever. But they should have gone further. Did they do that for real? They I mean, they alluded to it. Okay. I know, and I haven't watched. I have the um, quadrilogy. Congrats. Which is not, now not complete, because mm. uh, Animals vs. Predator are not concluded, but um, did they, did, I know they put together a different version of the third one, didn't Oh, they? God, you know he's hugely pissed off about that, Fincher Freak. I don't know, the guy on the boards? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, did, well, I thought they had, I thought they had Fincher, well, Fincher doesn't talk about the movie anymore, but have you seen it, have you seen the thing they put together? The, the quadrilogy? Yeah, the third one. Though, yeah, it's what very good. Done. And so did they, do, did they have some of that? I don't remember. It's mostly character stuff. I don't think they shot, like... But if you remember when that, when that movie came out, the toys that they came out with were, like, animal-themed aliens as well. They came out with toys? Mm-hmm. I had them. They were, like, there was a bull, and there was a... Uh, I mean, I don't remember. There was, like, there was like four or five of them. You know what's funny about the movie? Uh, the third one, it's, it's a very dark... I mean, I'm, 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 I can't remember being disappointed in it when I saw it but a little bit, but... I was a little, I was a little perturbed with the baby seal alien. <laughs> but I like the, the way it looked, and it, it's funny because Fincher really turned out to be a really stylish director, obviously. But um, that movie's got a great look to it. It's very, very cold, cold looking, I think. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good film, considering the fourth, especially. Actually, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I have no apologies for that. It's, God, it's they, quite good. They always, they always show the fourth one on TV. It must be the cheapest alien. <laughs> Murphy checking in again from the Charlie Daniels rock and roll concert. I said earlier that I'm, I'm standing in front of the chainsaw art creator, and I said that I thought he was carving the Battle of Little Bighorn. Turns out I was very wrong. Instead, he is carving a, a bear, He's carving a picture of a bear. <laughs> and he claims that the bear's waving at him, but it looks like the bear's giving the white power salute. And not only that, but all of his other sculptures standing by. He's got an Indian, a frog, and a lion and I don't know what's over there, an eagle, an eagle. But they're all doing the same thing. They're all giving the, the white power salute. So th this has been already an incredibly successful evening. This is, this is Stephen Murphy reporting in from the Charlie Daniels Rock and Roll concert, sir. I'm sorry, I can't hear you right now. Charlie Daniels is too busy fiddling like a crazy bastard. Yeah, come on! This is Will 
loves him at the fair. Steve Murphy has been berated by a clown for minutes and minutes and minutes on end. Let's see here. I believe he's calling. Okay. He's going back. He's going back. Murphy's attempting to destroy the clown. Stephen Murphy of the podcast, uh, the Charlie Daniels podcast, which is actually not even true anymore because we got fed up and left Charlie Daniels because he's a little too redneck for us. However, we did end up at the dunking booth with the insane clown who's shouting at everybody. And I got berated a couple of times. But I, let me tell you something, I dunked that son of a bitch. Took $15, but I finally knocked that bastard in the water. Yes. <laughs> I'd rape Barbara Hershey repeatedly. Oh, I wouldn't. She wouldn't. Uh, Man, she was back in the day though. She was, you know, entity worthy. I agree. Ent- entity intrusive. Worthy. How did she not win an, an Oscar for her performance? Because I don't know if you know this. During all the rape scenes, that was only her acting. Yeah. The entity took the day off. What was the rumor about the movie that you actually could see? Uh, fake penetration, like it was like the penetration. It was like supposed to show penetration, but just her like vagina opening up. Do you remember that was a rumor? I'm not kidding you. I don't. I think maybe that didn't happen in that movie. I think maybe I'm going to buy this movie. <laughs> but I'm just saying that the rumor might not be. That might like you couldn't even see. Any, you couldn't even see s- certain things on the screen. Are you sure nothing about the changing with George have. C. Scott? Man, because you did see penetration in him. Saw his saw his stuff open up a little. Really? George C. Scott. What are you talking about? Uh, the changeling. Penetration. Oh. He got raped? He, well, there's a... He didn't get raped, per se, but a ball went down the stairs. Uh. <laughs> this is Stephen Murphy, calling from the Chud Podcast, the Charlie Daniels... The Charlie Daniels... The Charles Daniels... Rock and roll, hoedown for the rednecks. The final call in for this because I'm I'm leaving. I can't I can't handle this anymore. It's too much southern stuff going on down there, even though I am from the south. So to sum up in the evening, I have seen Aryan sculptures, people walking around wearing Confederate flag T-shirts. I think I accidentally joined the Klan. Uh, accidentally. Accidentally. Accidentally joined the Klan. I. Somehow procured a Confederate ring that is some is grafted onto my finger. I can't get the damn thing off. And there's a Confederate flag taped to my phone. I don't know how any of this happened. So I will probably not survive the night. And which in in which case I will be replaced on the podcast yet again. So I want everybody to remember me fondly, and I will see you when I am a spectre. <laughs> Um, I'm Greg Clark, otherwise known as you dude on the board. I'm 22. I'm currently working as a film editor. For, He's a youngin, for uh, God's sake. Yeah, I'm working as a film editor for uh, Long Pig, and um, I'm also going to school at Sam Houston State University. And uh, I found Chud in 2002. I don't remember what the article was, but uh, it was funny enough to make me check out the boards and and the constant barrage of insults and one-liners uh, convinced me to up, and I've just been posting ever since. I, I can, here's one thing I can guarantee about the article that got you hooked. The person who wrote it is most likely gone. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Smiling Jack Ruby. Hey.
Okay, I'm leaving this message for the Vengeance Contest. Um, my favorite uh, East Asian movie is called Visitor Q. Uh, any movie that has um, the mom who's milking her breasts for about 24 hours, it seems like, is a pretty damn good movie. And then when her son proceeds to lay face down and make breast milk angels on the floor, uh, Snow Angels is just the goddamn best movie ever. Shit. Fuck. Let me try this again. My favorite movie from the East is Harry Carey. Nakadia is amazing in it. I visit Judd to see how Devin pisses off someone daily. Hello, my name's Laura, and my favorite movie from the East is City Hunter, because it's the only accurate portrayal of Chung Lee in a film. I also visit Chud.com because it sort of cures and soothes that itchy feeling I get down there. Thank you. The name's Laura. My favorite movie from the East is Takashi Miki's Happiness for the Katakuras. And my poll quote is, Chud.com is great because they don't make stupid caricatures of themselves. My favorite film from the Far East is Visitor Q because it's easier to jerk off to than Survivor. And I visit Chud.com because it's the only piece of shit website they allow me to access in Interzone. Thanks. Hey, I'm calling for the Lady Vengeance DVD. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite film from the East is uh, Infernal Affairs, probably because it's better than any shit that's been coming out around here in a while. And uh, the remake's going to blow. Anyways, uh, I visit Chud because Ain't It Cool News is fucking gay. I just uh, want to let you guys know uh, that uh, my favorite film there is uh, Seven Samurai. Uh, sounds kind of cliched, but man, Kurosawa is the shit, dude. Um, uh, got into it in college, and uh, just watching his movie was phenomenal, so I've been watching stuff ever since, and now I've graduated to good stuff like Old Boy and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, and still I have the schlock, like uh, Five Deadly Venoms, some good Kung Fu Chop Sakis stuff but uh thank you guys so much and why i visit chud is because without you guys my day at work would suck ass i'll talk to you guys later bye uh my favorite film from the east uh and that's a hard question because you sort of you got to choose you know are you going to go with martial arts film or are you going to go with maybe a revenge or horror thriller but um i'm going with uh fist of legend uh because it's spectacular martial arts scenes really uh jet lee at the absolute top of his game no wire work uh that brutal intro fight uh but just absolutely love it um and my uh my line for uh why i visit chud.com is uh i visit chud.com because lord Zeno commands it so right ta. my favorite movie from the east is house of flying daggers because I'm on record as being very macho man, very Stallone-ish, and it's the only movie to actually make me cry in the final shot in the snow. I visit Chud for the comedy hilarity that ensues when someone walks in and sees me on the website and knows that Chud.com is a fetish site, because with a name like Chud, how can it not be? All right, see you guys. Hello. It's Nick Nunziata calling in. I'm calling into the show, and here's why. Finishing up the edit on this podcast, it's a short one, but you have to, you have to understand that sometimes short things are good. Hervé Vilches, short, shot himself in the chest. Napoleon, short, fantastic leader. Me, 
short, hung like a shrimp boat captain. Hitler, short, missed a spot shaving. Anyway, so this is going to be a short podcast, but as I wrap it up, I realize there's a few things missing. First of all, there's about as much film discussion as there is in Alfred Hitchcock's grave. Um, uh, possibly, possibly a little more. Anyway, um, but there's a couple of things I want to end this little son of a fuck on. First of all, Steve Murphy will be back with us, not just reporting from the road, but with us. Uh, probably not in studio as I'll be out of the state for uh, four weeks or so, but we'll be doing it through the phone. Uh, I guarantee he'll be back. I also guarantee that the sound quality will continue to improve. I, the road segments are a blast, and I understand that they sound like sound like uh, Heather Lagenkamp, but give him a chance because uh, we've got a new recording gig set up at home, and when I get back here, we're going to kick some poop. Anyway, as I finish up the podcast, I want to remind you of two films. I'm going to talk quickly about Borat and The Departed. Now, Devin talked about The Departed earlier in this uh, this particular show, but as many of you know, Devin is a communist. So I didn't want you to think that Devin was the only one with an opinion on this flick. Uh, I'll get that in the next burst, but I just do want to say that uh, you guys are doing a great job listening. I mean, sitting there and listening, you're doing great. What I'd ask now, send us some fucking voicemails. That shit ain't going to do itself, you know? It's a quick call. Get off your fucking ass! The Departed. Let me say this. I've gotten uh, punched in the balls by some of the readers for not being a huge fan of Infernal Affairs. I felt it was good, but I also felt it didn't really have enough to offer that really made it worth the big hype that it got. Um, It certainly was polished. It certainly had some fantastic acting. I really liked the people in it, and I I think there was some some good story elements. Uh, But as somebody who watches a lot of episodic TV with police shows and detective shows and crime shows and a lot of cop movies, Sidney Lumet all the way on through to, you know, Joseph Zito. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to stick out. Uh, I may have given the film a, a bit of a short shrift, but at the end of the day, The Departed floors it. And, and, and yeah, I'm a Scorsese fan, and yeah, I love Matt Damon and Baldwin and Wahlberg and DiCaprio and Nicholson and the girl with the bush from Running Scared. I mean, I love all those people, and sure, I'd have a bias coming in. Bottom line, the film is insane. It's incredible. Uh, Scorsese is kicking ass, as you would expect. It's a gorgeous-looking film. It's edited lushly by Miss Schumacher. It's it's everything you'd want from a Scorsese film. And that, and that's considering that the past decade, though he's made some good stuff, maybe even decade and a half, there's a lot of stuff that people, uh, you know, they haven't satisfied that particular Scorsese gene that we all kind of hope to, hope to, you know, fulfill. I think this film... Um, is as entertaining, as cool, and as rough as something like Heat or even like, you know, Goodfellas or Casino. And that's what people want. So uh, it's a classic. Uh, I, I came out of that theater really, really, really juiced. Uh, I wanted, to, I just wanted it, them to start it all over again, and I wanted to watch it again. And I wanted to watch it again after that. And then I wanted to masturbate into my popcorn. Good day again. In a year filled with pretty damn good comedies comes what is probably the one that's going to have the longest legacy. As big a fan as I am of Beer Fest, and that's, uh, that's something that's been hammered to death in this podcast and on the site, uh, and Super Troopers, you know, um, I think Borat might actually eclipse most of the comedies that we've grown to love over the past couple of decades in the long term, in the same way that, you know, some of the Python movies have or, uh, you know, my, uh, 
Spinal Tap, you know, anything like that. It's that good. It's that crazy. It's that fresh. It's that singular in terms of how uh, Sasha Baron Cohen comes through and just completely owns a character. It's uh, it's something to be seen. And I have a feeling, uh, I mean, there was a lot of scenes I'm sure we missed the jokes of because we were laughing at the previous ones or because we were masturbating into each other's hair. Um, There's some stuff that's going to freak people out. I'm not anxious to see how some Christians are going to take it. I'm not anxious to see how some homophobes are going to take it, and I'm not anxious to see how uh, James Marshall of Gladiator fame is going to take it. But I'm willing to wait and find out, because that's what life's about. Watching people react to genitals being pounded rhythmically. Wait a minute, this is the wrong show. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, listen, Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this cast. It's not the best one. It's not even in the top 19, but it's for you. And there's a shitload worse things you could be doing with your time. Um, also, I do want to say I'm going to be going on a little jaunt into the Virginia mountains and uh, up north to New York uh, on movie stuff. Uh, as soon as I can report on it, I will because I'm excited to share it with you. It's my first time being on a set for the duration of a film and actually being creatively involved. Not as creatively as I'd like. I'd like to be the sexual lead, but I'm not. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good learning experience, and I'll probably either hate film afterwards or I'll have some interesting stories to tell. Until then, enjoy yourself. And I think uh, <laughs> I think Kirk Cobain said it best when he said, Oh, God!